dystopian wonderland. Dude, it's so weird. Again, I, I can't hear it, so I'm, I'm the lucky one here. Imagine that, we're having audio problems. We've been doing this for like, what, over a year. Yeah. Welcome to the Bullshit Podcast. Right? And we still can't fucking get it right. It's fine. It's fine. We're on, I mean. Yeah, that's the whole podcast. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, there is some truth to that, actually. So. Everything is totally fine. Uh, everyone, we're just going to plow forward. Uh, plow. The, so what did you guys do this morning? I, uh, this, you're looking at it. Yeah. yeah. I woke up and then. I walked in here, and now here I am. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I've done outside of that, or slightly more than that, is walk the dog. Well, there you go. There He's you go. pretty good with the yo-yo. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Doug. That joke just, you you cling to it. and I love it. One day it'll be funny. It will be. <laughs> one day it'll keep be Keep driving day. it home. Just keep on. Fun just double, double down. <laughs> Stopped clock humor. <laughs> well, I I jerked off in a cup this morning. So, you know, I got up, I fed the dog, I jerked off in a cup, I got dressed, and I took the semen in the cup, and I handed it to somebody. So Good. Good. that's that's how I started my morning. Good. Yeah, I saw someone posting on next door about a weirdo just handing out <laughs> cups of semen. Little jello shot cups. <laughs> Most awkward trick or treat ever. <laughs> trick or treat. Ooh, oh, they're size. not they're not handing out razor blades, ladies. <laughs> That'd be the least of your fucking problems. <laughs> yeah, I was due for excuse me, I was due for my uh the two month mark after your vasectomy, you you're supposed to go up and Make sure that you've basically cleaned out the pipes, one, and two, that nothing has grown back. Um, I don't know how the fuck anything could grow back. Um, the guy asked me, he's like, you know, are you ever going to have kids? You ever going to think of a reversal? <laughs> Son, I've been divorced twice and have so many fucking emotional issues that I just, no, no. And he's like, gotcha, okay. So, like, he took a chunk out, cauterized it, and then puts a fucking titanium clip on either side. Like, if that bitch grew back, I... Then you're going to have the fucking messiah as a child. <laughs> My scrotum is like a little mini Wolverine with its region powers. <laughs> but that's, like, the only place, right? If I get cut, I die, unless it's in the scrotum. And then I'm like, and I just fucking regenerate I'm more actually, fucking Vaz. They're going to bring him out, the new uh, X-Fan scrotum. <laughs> Screw him. Yeah. He's going to be born wearing full plate armor. X scroat. <laughs> chain, chain mail comes out of the womb just in chain mail with a sword. Except for my fucking cockle area, right? There's a cutout because it's just, it's indestructible. So. <laughs> but more, I guess what, what happens more often too is that people, um, people will have sex without protection after a vasectomy and it's, the big concern is not that it grows back, but that that sperm uh, sperm can stay viable in the tube um, for s quite some time. Very um, scientific. Yeah, I they, I read tube. up on all this, and I could. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of the name. I was like, God bless it. 
Um, they tell you that when you have a when you have a dog neutered, that they say you know if they run out and uh, get them some anytime in like the next up to six months, mm-hmm. that uh, Jesus, there may still be bullets in the chamber. Mm-hmm. And I want to point oh out, God. I was not neutered. Okay. So you, you said that as you said that as though it was a correlative. You're like, oh, no, when well, a dog gets neutered too. Wait well, a minute. No, yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, you know, <laughs> they have all the hardware pulled out, and they yeah, tell they you for six months it can mm-hmm. still happen. Yeah, with they they told me yeah two months, and so yeah they're they're like oh you gotta and the instructions are great dude they're like you know uh, it has to be with masturbation and I'm like how the fuck else? And I'm like, I guess you could you can fucking like pull out and, your girlfriend and then just, right, pull, just out. pull out and nut into a cup. I was like, <laughs> there's a kink. I got to check out on a fucking X hamster. So um, the, you know, not to use different lubes and stuff. Eh, okay. I get it. One was don't touch the inside of the cup with your penis. So now I'm getting acrobatic, right? I mean, I've got a, I, I, I never thought that I was going to have you're to be playing a sharp ball. So you're, you're playing operation while you masturbate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And you know, then that creates stress and stress is never good for an erection. Yeah. Cause saying, you know, you touch the sides and it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, he showed me the cup. There's a little like red light bulb actually wired. Yeah, I wasn't in. sure what that led was all about, but it, it made a lot more sense. So then you, I took it up to, I take it up to the urology center and, the guy's like, ah, oh, semen sample. I'm like, I mean, it's not anyone's, just don't set it next to anyone's brown paper bag lunch. That's all I'm saying, you know. And uh, he's like, yeah, I got a few more. Just toss it over there on the table. Put I'm it like, in the pile. Yeah, there was. There was like four or five brown paper bags. And I was just like, that is a lot of nut just out in the world right now. Um very this is very weird and uncomfortable so yeah it's just a <laughs> that'd be like somebody's like oh yeah extra mayonnaise um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bring out the hellmans and bring out the best baby <laughs> ow <laughs> jesus christ so yeah it's kind of a the whole the whole thing has been a fucking trip dude it's just the you know, like I said, the, the the discomfort that I've had and still have my my right side's not a hundred percent, but it's it's very tolerable. I mean, I'm I'm good com- comparative to to where I was a few weeks later. Um, you know, j- just that, and and the uh, when you go in, and my favorite part when I tell the stories, people ask, you know, guys that are thinking about it will ask me. And I think my favorite part was when you walk in and they talk to you for a few minutes. And the, the woman was like really shocked that I read the instructions. Like I had done everything I was supposed to do. And she's like, oh, wow, you really, you, you read everything, didn't you? And I'm thinking, y'all are cutting real close to my testicles. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to follow the rules. You follow the rules. <laughs> but she, they tell you to strip down and they're like, okay, well, we're going to leave the room. <clears throat> why? Like, w- why? We're going to um, leave the room and then come back and you're still <laughs> yeah, going to be naked. <laughs> And two different people are like moving my dick around and poking at my nuts and, <laughs> you know, washing them down. What The guy was going to razor me, but he, they look and they're like, wow, you did a really good job. Well, yeah, because this is my scrotum and I care about it. You you don't. You're going to use the cheapest razor you've got. Yep. You, you're just going to be. I, I, 
And I'm like, no, no, I, I, I fucking poured some wine and drew a hot bath and, you know, I had laid a, out some rose petals. Yeah. I mean, this was a, you know, told the woman, I said, I've been shaving this nut on my neck for fucking 15 years. I can, uh, I can handle my, my fucking scrote, but still, like I said, two or three people, there were three people in the room cause they were training some guy. This chick was training some guy and, uh, then the doctor and yeah, I mean, they're just in there flapping my junk around and stuff. And I'm like. And then when they're like, okay, we're going to leave the room and let you get dressed again. Why? I mean, modesty is out the fucking window at this point. (laughs) They they didn't want to fuck up the big reveal. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe they were hoping they'd come in and I'd be like fucking Dan Dingo or something. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe you're, you know, have a genetic anomaly and you have a (laughs) rainbow dick and they just, and they want to be in awe all at once. You like know. three testicles. Like, oh, this, yeah. we're going to have to charge more for this. We're going to have to charge 50% more for that one. The Bullshit <laughs> Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> I was going to get one of those, and I read some reviews, and guys posted some pictures, believe it or not. And uh, those things don't look like they're as advertised. They, they caught a couple of dudes pretty good. <clears throat> Anytime so. I see something that's advertised that heavily... I know they skimped on money on actually making the fucking thing. <laughs> well, the, the, the whole thing, um, you know, several Clippers for years have had an adjustable guard. Right. Um, and the further that guard back is back, the more cutting area that's right. exposed. More blade. And the whole big deal about Manscaped is they basically moved that guard up as far as they could and made it non-adjustable. Mm. but if it still cuts hair that's the thing that's because you know those those blades there's still a gap in there so when it's doing the uh oscillating back and forth action and uh your nutsack for those of you that don't have them or have never seen one or have never seen one you know there may be a special person out there listening to this podcast that um, that is a whole lot of loose skin that oh, yes. can, I oh, mean, yes. and I mean, does it, it can and does ask me how I know <laughs> it's practically the play-doh of the body. <laughs> so um, hear me out. Phillips Norelco body hair trimmer better than manscapes. I said it. <clears throat> so someone else recommended that exact same trimmer for the exact same reason. Cause we were talking about, you know, manscaping and taking care of yourself. And I think that I, I personally do manscape. I try to take care of things. Um, uh, when I was, when I was married, especially when, when you're single, right. I mean, um, I don't want to, uh, what was the, Oh, I made an entire comedy class burst out into laughter. I doubt that. I've heard your jokes. No, it was um, I was in this comedy class, and uh, they said, get on stage and tell something that you've never told anyone before. <laughs> and they fucked up and put me first in line. So <laughs> It wouldn't have mattered where you were in line, Doug. It yeah. was a fuck up, I assure you. Yeah, so I get up on stage and I say, I shaved my nuts because I started dating again. And the whole class just (laughs) lost it. Absolutely lost it. And the sad part is, 
the next two people up, including one lady, copied me for shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> so we had the Carlos Mencia of the oh, uh, <laughs> Because he steals jokes. <laughs> well, I mean, and again. Allegedly, I, allegedly. allegedly. Any, uh, any lawyers out there listening to this? Allegedly. It's alleged that he stole many, 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 many almost every joke. Many jokes, right? I mean, it's uh, you, if you're if you're dating. You know, look, uh, I like oral sex. I like giving and receiving. And hair just gets in the fucking way, man. And I'm not I'm not saying you got to shave that shit down to the fucking hardwood, but you know, make it reasonable. Yeah, um, I, you know, when you're younger, you really don't know any better. No, that's true. <laughs> And, and it doesn't uh, matter. You'll you, you'll put your fucking mouth on anything when you're younger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at the same point, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't as concerned about manscaping. No. And then periodically when someone was giving you oral, you know, you would hear oral. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's happened to me. You're like, oh god damn it, you don't want to ruin the mood, so you're trying right, you're you're like doing the thing with your tongue and you can take it pit pit. So have you ever licked the inside of a thigh to get rid of a hair? I've done that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Get a hair on your tongue, and you're like, hmm. And they're like, oh, he licked the inside of my thigh. Nah, bitch, I was getting rid of a fucking hair where that shit <laughs> gagged me, and we ruined this entire fucking vibe. And then you turn into a cat when you don't get rid of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it happens, right? So if, if that's something you're not into, then I guess manscaping or ladyscaping wouldn't, wouldn't matter as much, but you know, my recommendation is, is do it. Um, I've had, uh, I've had experiences with women that, uh, wax. I tried waxing one time. Uh, oof. That's all I'm going to say. That is, it seems like it'd be so bad for your skin and it doesn't, it's not like forever. So you just have to keep destroying your skin. Right. Um, I, the only thing about it, that and laser treatments, um, appear to have, a inhibiting defect because basically you're yanking that shit out by the roots. Mm-hmm. You, you do that enough and the overall volume sort of goes down eventually. That's why a lot of ladies really like the laser treatments because mm-hmm. it's actually sort of burning the roots out. And after you have so many laser treatments, you don't have to shave anymore, but it's uh, you know, it's, it takes quite a lot of them. So it's interesting at the risk of, that like potentially getting sued or something. Um, my ex actually had laser treatment. Um, I think she went like three times uh, and it got to the point where there would be the occasional straggler, right? The occasional hair here and there, but it was right. There was really nothing to take care of. See, I always assumed it would just like, you know, the old adage, like when you fucking shave or whatever, it comes, it comes back, back harder. And all that. Yeah, yeah, which like, that's not true either. It's that's yeah. been disproven, but yeah, with the laser, you're you're destroying the follicle at that point, and so okay. the, there's just there's no way for the hair to come back. Um, and it wasn't um, if they're good at what they do. She went, like I said, she went three or four times, and I know like once or twice it would it burned. I mean, because you're taking a laser to the fucking to a very sensitive area of skin, but most of it was pretty pretty straightforward. Um, you know, I, I've even considered having it done at some point, but just in the grand scheme of things, I've never, never really worried about it. Not like that. I can, I can, if I was going to get anything lasered, it probably wouldn't be my junk. It would uh, be 
get my back or something else like that done to where I don't become that guy that puts on the tank top. <laughs> yeah. And I look like I've got Afro puffs furry, out the furry back. Wings. You, yeah. you know, if, if, if it's like I ever saw that, uh, you know, break out the lightsaber. Let's do this shit. <laughs> I had a buddy like that. And I remember his girlfriends, whenever he would get a girlfriend and they'd get to a point where, you know, they were like girlfriend, whatever. Um, he was ready to, to marry women within like the, third hour of the first date he was oh, one of those healthy yeah oh very no mommy issues there um but he he would they they would talk about having to shave his back and i remember one time seeing him without a shirt on and it i suddenly understood i don't have i don't have a lot of body hair period i have a little bit of chest hair uh, and i'm getting to that age where i get the the occasional ear hair and once I know it's there, I can't leave it alone. Like if I if I notice it's there at work or something, it drives me fucking batty until I pluck <laughs> it. Um, I cannot do that. And my nose hair, I have to. I, I damn near have to take a fucking uh, sickle bar mower to my fucking nose hair these days. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome but, to being an old man. I know, right? That's exactly what it is. But I don't have a lot of body hair. I don't have any back hair. So I'm and I'm I'm grateful for that because I've never. I I just feel like that would be somewhat uncomfortable and, and honestly not, I can, I can look at a man or a woman either and, and determine whether or not I think they're attractive. You know, I don't, uh, I don't think there's anything weird about that, but when I see a man like that with all that excessive back hair, I think to myself, that's just not attractive. Like some women dig it. Sure. Right. I mean, that's the thing is that for everybody that's out there, there's somebody that, that thinks that they're attractive. Fuck. There's people dumb enough to think I'm attractive. So I think I've proven that case, but when I see people with a lot of body hair, like the, you know, goes all the way down to their fucking knuckles and all that. I'm just like, ugh, you know, so I, I don't know. That's me. I'm a, That's I'm a when dude, you got to so. put a gold watch on that pinches the fucking hair. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The gold really watch. Sick. Yeah. You got to have that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a dude, so I'm not into body hair. I mean, women, again, I was married almost 15 years and, and my ex would not shave her legs or something. You know, that was always my favorite. I'd be like, Hey, Let's fucking get naked and cuddle. And she's like, oh, I haven't shaved my legs. I'm like, bitch, at this point, you're breathing. That's all I care about. That's the mood that I'm in right now. Come on, Chewbacca. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Let's do this. I, you're acting like that's a deterrent. Ah, it's a thing. I don't think women understand. I was having this conversation with somebody recently. She, she had made some comments on social media, and I hit her up, and I was like, hey, ah. Uh, you might want to take into account um, like, like where you're at and what you're doing. I was like, I, I think you misunderstand how guys think. I was like, I, I can see where these comments that she made were, were um, you know, benign to a woman, like a woman with j- just playing around, being funny and everything. But, and I think we touched on this on the last podcast about, you know, um, how creepy it's got to be, especially for single women out there these days. But women, Ladies, I'm telling you, you, you got to watch what you're saying when you're single and, and you know other people are single. Fuck, sometimes even when they're not single. Because men, especially if we're not getting laid regularly, we turn everything into uh, sexual or a come on or, or whatever, man. We're, we're fucking easy, you know? So, yeah, a little leg hair, that ain't going to deter me, right? And if, and if you're making kind of lewd comments – guys immediately think that a chick's interested when they do that. So <laughs> I, I mean, even I do, if a chick makes the right comment, I'm like, Hey, ah. the difference is, is I don't, I don't act on it immediately. 
right? I, I back off and I wait to make sure. Again, I know we talked about this with the differences between, you know, uh, uh, knowing knowing when it's okay to, to like kiss someone and stuff like that. Consent. Yeah. I mean, um, you realistically want at least some form of a green light. Yeah. The, the, and, a, the, and a flirty comment problem, or a slutty comment, if you want to call it that, is not a green light, right? I mean, no. a short um, skirt doesn't mean that they want it. Well, well you said sex. So <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> you said intercourse. <laughs> but but at the same time, we're, we're talking about a bodily urge that's no different from eating, sleeping, anything else. So if we're... If we're putting this into the eating category, the hungrier you are, the more green <laughs> lights you're going to see. Now, right, the, right. that's not to say hunger that, is the best uh, seasoning. Basically. Yeah, uh, that's not to say that every dude is just. Well, and we'll continue on with the analogy. That's not saying that every dude that's out there is just hungry all the time. But we do tend to eat a little bit more. <laughs> we we snack a lot, us guys. We like to snack. But you know what women do too? Women get horny. Women yes. and and the thing is, is just to your point, right? The hungry thing. Um, women do it too, right? That we've all had that questionable sexual experience, right? Meaning that afterwards, uh, post nut clarity, um, where we've gone. Uh, this person is not my type. This person has no uh, ambition. There's nothing here. And to be honest with you, I probably shouldn't have put my dick in that. Like just this is going to cause me a lot of drama that I didn't want. And women do that too, dude. We all do it. We get horny. We do things that we regret later. But it goes back to like you said, when you're hungry, I've I've eaten things and been like, Oh my God, that was so good. And then after it hits my belly and it talks to my brain, I go, Oh God, I shouldn't have eaten that. That is so gross. <laughs> right. And also by that same analogy, you know, it's, uh, and I, I think some of this comes out with the incel community, you know, just like you have hangry, you can also have hangry. You know, hungry, hungry, hungry. I don't know. I'm We're not making you know, anything. It, no. It's well. The 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 thing is, have you Hashtag. ever known someone? And I've seen this before with uh, men and women. Yeah, I think to I know where, where you're going. You know, they uh, they're sort of always kind of on edge <laughs> and then they say something about like a big weekend that they have coming up and they're going to have like this weekend getaway mm-hmm. and they're going to go stay in a cabin somewhere and then they come back and then they're all fucking smiles and sunshine regardless of whether it's a dude or a woman i've, I've seen it both ways oh yeah absolutely absolutely and you know damn well they got laid and you know i i, I was having again i was having a conversation with somebody about two, two things that I tend to cling to. And you hear me say a lot, I talk about the reptilian brain. And when I'm, when I'm talking about the reptilian brain, I, 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 I know that a lot of things that I'm actually referencing and um, uh, applying to it, it. It's not really what the reptilian brain does. It's my analogy for, I think we're all just fucking cavemen and animals, right? And all of the cool blinky lights that we have around us is just, it is what it is, but evolution, I believe in evolution. I'm not a, I'm not a religious man. I believe in Darwinism. I believe in evolution and natural selection a lot actually. And 
I, I, evolution has not caught up with where we are socially, right? It hasn't at all. We're fucking animals, and we have a lot of these animalistic urges, like you said, eating, shelter, the, the Maslow's theory of hierarchy, right? Food, shelter, sex, etc. And that I apply that to a lot of things. Um, the other thing that I apply to a lot of things is, as somebody who has suffered from and been diagnosed with um, uh, depression and anxiety, ADD, OCD, it's all, as my one therapist said, it's all kind of in the same basket, um, you read up a lot about brain chemicals, dopamine and things like that. And so th- when you talk about sex, I think sex actually crosses off two of those, uh, boxes, right? You've got, um, the, the, the chemical part of it, the oxytocin, the dopamine and whatnot, and the, uh, um, serotonin that's released during sex. So you've got all these chemicals flooding your fucking brain making you feel good. And you've got that reptilian brain. You've got that urge to fucking reproduce. And I think the combination of the two makes sex one of the most powerful driving forces in human existence, right? We see it in marketing and media. Look at these women out there who never work a day in their lives, but they live a very wealthy lifestyle because they're just fucking badass from head to toe. And they find these rich dudes and they fuck them and get money. I ain't hating on them. Understand, I'm not. If you can find some rich dude who's dumb enough to, you know, support you because you fuck him. I mean, I guess. Or marry you. Or marry you. (laughs) Right, exactly. I ain't fucking hating on you. Gold diggers keep digging, right? I ain't hating. Because if a dude, if you're 70, 80 years old and some 28-year-old badass bitch is sucking your dick, Either she's got the most incredible daddy issues ever on record, or she's a gold digger. But you know what? If I was 80 years old, where it's still a win. Thank you. Still a say, win. Wouldn't that be grandpa issues if she's like 28 <laughs> I, I don't even. I mean, no, who the no, fuck no. has grand, grandpa issues? The Pappy. whole thing about daddy issues is they can be older, but really the whole point is to piss off your dad by dating someone that they would not approve of. So even if it's a really, really, really old guy... The whole point is to make sure your dad doesn't approve. I disagree. I disagree. I think, well, I think that's part of a daddy issue. But I think, again, you, you talk about sex and psychology, and I think these women that that gravitate towards the older men like that with in, in the daddy issue realm, it's because they want that acceptance from an older male. They want a, they want a father figure to accept them, and sex is a way of acceptance. Um, for women anyway, I think for men too, but I think women are trained to believe that if a man finds them physically desirable enough to have sex, that that's a form of acceptance. Jokes on them. We'll fuck anything. That's the problem. Right. And that's exactly, I've had women say, why is it I'm good enough for him to fuck, but I'm not good enough to have a relationship. And it's like, sweetheart, we'll you, fuck anything. Thank you. It's, you don't understand. You're trying to equate something that simply does not equate there. I'm, I'm not going to attempt to analyze women on a psychological level at least at this particular juncture uh because i've spent my life being confused by them so (laughs) um i'm not going to at this particular stage say oh yes i totally have it figured out oh i please don't let me i I apologize if that's how i came across (laughs) i'm 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 pulling out tiny little teeny tiny little nuggets that i think 
I understand. Yeah. Right? Well, well yeah, Dr. No, I, Dan, uh, as with anything <laughs> else, there's going to be places where you're right and places where absolutely. you're dead motherfucking wrong. Absolutely. In the places where you're dead wrong, they're going to shout from the rooftops. Say, oh, that's not me. That doesn't oh. represent me. And if and, they do, that's probably them to a fucking key. Right. Because when people, when people know, when I know something is not me, right. I go, oh, that's dumb. And I move on. You're right. When you're triggered, when somebody triggers you, there's a fucking reason for it. And you got to ask yourself why someone is triggering you. Right. When, when someone we, you know, we talk about like, I've talked about masculinity a lot because of some, some things that went down in my, my second marriage. And I, you can trigger the fuck out of me with masculinity. If, if a woman questions my masculinity, I get hurt and defensive. If a man tr- uh, fucking questions my masculinity, I get fucking angry and aggressive, right? That's a trigger for me. So if someone said, Oh, I don't ever question my masculinity. I, I do. Right. And I show it by being triggered. Uh, if something doesn't buy, if something's not me and I truly believe that you're completely off base, I, I usually get pretty, um, just, uh, uh, what's the word? Not not lethargic, but uh, apathetic about it. You know, if somebody's angry and they're like, Oh, Dan sucks. And here's why he's a racist. No, I'm not. It's point me fucking arguing at that point. Right. The, where you want to be, um, is, you know, I'm not saying that I'm the model, but all of that shit rolls off me like water off a duck's back. I, I physically see that as somebody is trying to reach out and stir me up just kind of like a fucking troll. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the back of my head, I'm always, that's the best you fucking got. That's how I feel when, when I don't feel like it applies. And that's what I, that's why I said, I, I think if somebody does trigger me, I, once I calm down and those, and again, all those brain chemicals I was talking about decide to fucking settle. Um, I, I have developed a process where I, I ask myself, why did that person get up under my skin? So fucking bad. I can't do it when I'm in the throes of it. Right. I'm just fucking mad. And I want to stab you. That's just, yeah, you're much more stabby than I am. Right. Very much so. Right. And I, and I know that, and that's why I haven't stabbed Dan's anyone. nickname is actually Captain Stabbin, and he has a website, <laughs> captainstabbin.com. Please, please Google it and uh, check it out. You'll, I think and you'll find sure it quite enjoyable. make sure you're on your, uh, work, your work computer. <laughs> it, works, it works better if you're on a corporate network, captainstabbin.com. Um, yeah, I am. I'm very stabby, and I know that. I've, I've got issues. I've got anger issues. I know this, right? Um, and I... I try to figure out what it is that triggers me. And then when it does trigger me and I calm down, I try to figure out why, like what happened to me that whatever this person said or did makes me so fucking mad. You know, like I've I've told you before, narcissists, like real honest to God, narcissists fucking piss me off faster than anything. And then once I discovered that my mother is a pathological narcissist, it made sense. Okay. Now I get it. Right. And it's why people that are just self-absorbed piss me off because that's, it's not narcissism, but it's, it's in the same flavor fucking profile, right? Um, I hate people that are, are self-absorbed and have no compassion or respect for anybody else. You don't have to be a bleeding fucking heart, uh, you know, tree hugger, but fuck man, give shit about other people at least a little bit. You know, Doug one time, 
um, you know, somebody will say something to you and you just stop and kind of look at them and you're like, damn, yo, you didn't have to go so hard on me. Like what, what was that about? Doug told me one time and I'm, and I'm probably paraphrasing or forgetting some of the details, but he said, if I were described, if I was going to describe Dan and he may have been even talking to somebody else, he said, um, he, he's got a, a, a big heart. He, he's an idealist who just basically got shit on so much that he finally just kind of became angry and, you know, dis, dis, uh, illusioned or whatever. And, uh, I, I, I sat there for a second and, you know, I was like, ow, <laughs> just ow, but I couldn't disagree with him. And I realized that he was absolutely right. I do have a big heart and I do care about people. And that's why I hate fucking people so much is because, They've, they've shit on me so much. Humanity in general has been so selfish and self-centered and fucking self-absorbed that all of that compassion I have is just kind of turns into go fuck yourself. You know? Well, you know yeah, what they it, say? It's, what got, do they say, Adam? You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> I'm not sure why you're smirking so hard. Uh, uh, you say uh, all right, because he's quoting Batman. Well, <laughs> I mean, little nuggets. But so you what know, you're saying, Adam, is that I'm Batman. Cool. No, you're the joke. No, he doesn't. No, you're the. <laughs> Never mind. You don't. Let- I would be Heath Ledger's Joker. He was cool. He was fucking awesome. Well, you know, with with Dan, you can you can tell that the reason. It's like once you get to know Dan, you can tell that the reason why he's so reserved stabby and, and <laughs> but you know has that tendency to lash out because wow. he doesn't want anyone um to get close to him that can hurt him. That's about right. So what he 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 does all of these behaviors to it's it's a defense mechanism and i realize it and i love you to death but every once in a while i'm like fuck dan for about 48 hours <laughs> the feeling is mutual doug if it makes you feel any better <laughs> yeah so it's like fuck dan for about 48 hours and then we'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny is i'm kind of like that with everybody like me personally everybody gets I get to a point where I get so raw with just about everybody that I have to step away from them for a period of time. And I, I don't think it's them per se. I, and, and it, all kidding aside, the old, uh, it's not you, it's me, but I really do believe it's me. I think it's my fucking problem, not theirs. When I get, I just get to a point where I can't fucking deal with people. And I think that's why it's so difficult for me to be in a, like a romantic relationship is because women, a lot of times don't understand that. And they, they take it personal, which I understand why they would. I've got, I've had male friends that have taken it personally. And, and one of the reasons Doug and I have, you know, hung out for 10 plus years is that he does understand that. And he does understand that we do that to each other, right? There are days where he just doesn't want to fucking deal with me and I don't want to fucking deal with him. And right. We're like, fuck you. But he's right. It's about a day, honestly, maybe two at its, at its most. And then one of us is texting the other one, like nothing ever happened, right? Because nothing really did happen. nothing happened. We just, we were both in a fucking mood. Um, Adam's done it, right? Uh, He's gone fucking silent on us for days at a time. And we've gone silent on him. It's not, 
there's no anger. It's not, there's anger, but it's not real. It's not, it's just how we are. Yeah. Some people. I've had to, I've had to basically just let go of a few friends. Cause they're like, you didn't talk to me for two days. And you, I asked you a question. You didn't text me back. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. But the thing is we're not married. And if we were, this would be the point where I, Serve you divorce papers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there are some people out there that need that constant contact yes. and reassurance and the whole nine yards. Yes. And I've, yep. I've never been one of those people. It's like there are people that I don't talk to for months, mm-hmm. sometimes a year at a time. Yep. But it's like when I do talk to them, we don't fucking miss a beat, catch up on current events. And there we are. Um, But you know, it's like, I don't have to have that constant sense of validation. Uh, There, there's a lot of people out there that are like that. And I've eliminated a lot of the those people in my life. And you know, myself. Um, Well, you have to, if you're not go ahead. Sorry. Well, it was, you know, you you would start to see shit. Like um, back when I first got on Facebook and I was doing the, same bullshit as everybody else. You know, I went here, I did this, I saw this thing, I ate this dish. You would have people that would (laughs) act like they were fucking Uh upset that I did not run every Uh single plan I had by them. Thanks for the invite, dick. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's one of the reasons I got off Facebook. Wait, honestly, wait a second. You, <laughs> yeah. you didn't call me this morning when you were fucking eating Cheerios and saying, Hey, Doug, you want some fucking Cheerios? Cheerios? I got Cheerios. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make Cheerios and bacon just because that sounds strange enough to where that may be the most awesome thing in the world. I had Cheerios and bacon. You Cheerios didn't fucking call bacon. me up and say, Hey, I'm having Cheerios and bacon. Would you fucking like some? <laughs> so I'm supposed to drop everything that I'm doing to kiss your ass? No, fuck you. So I got, uh, I eliminated those people. I grabbed the handle and flushed that motherfucker. Because you can't, they're not sustainable. People like that are not sustainable. And that's just how it, at least not for me, right? And that, I think being self-aware is something that I don't think people take seriously enough. And maybe I take it too seriously, but I am. I take nothing seriously. You know, I, I'd say that, but truth be known, <clears throat> excuse me, there are some things I take kind of seriously. Like I said, the whole idea of people being cocksucking, self-absorbed assholes, like that is something I take very seriously. It, it pisses me off very badly. Um, beyond that, yeah, most shit is just a silly construct and everything that we do on a daily basis is, uh, you know, fabricated and ridiculous and absurd. Um, but there are some things I take seriously. Um, but in general, I, I do like to make jokes and have fun and be silly and, you know, um, and, and unfortunately some people do misconstrue that as I don't have the ability to, to be serious, but I do. I remind people that, um, I joke and laugh because if you, if you were, if I were to let everything that's spinning around inside my fucking head out all the time. Nobody people, would want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> right. Ever. Yeah, exactly. People well, are, you know, yeah, it, it's like it. we're going back to an earlier part of the conversation when 
um, there's a couple of different, you know, it's like I've been around for a while and there's a couple of different attack modes that Dan will have. And when somebody launches something across the bow and it, and it hits Dan the wrong way. So they're breathing is what you're saying. They're it, 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 it comes out and it just sticks right on Dan. And then from that point forward, when I see Dan and where everything, not, not some things, not, not where it's funny, not uh, for special effect, everything has a snarky comment to go with it. <laughs> no, F- from <laughs> do you want ketchup with that? I mean, anything. I know at that point, okay, I'm just going to back away and go over here because if Dan wombat, took, angry wombat mode activated, <laughs> yeah, if Dan was serious Dude, all wombat, the time, he would be that person. 24 hours of time. Day. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I've got a, I've got a very sharp tongue and I've had to explain to people, um, with my ex, I would go into, she called it silent treatment. And to some degree there was some silent treatment to it, but sometimes I have to step away. And if I don't, I'm going to say things that I guarantee one of us is going to fucking regret at mm-hmm. the end of it. And it's just, it's, you're right. It's how I lash out. It's how I tell you to go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hit people. I don't throw things. I don't, but I, and that growing up with an alcoholic father, that's what he did. He never hit us. He would get shit face drunk. And then he knew exactly what to say to hurt you and to make you angry. And he would do that. He would sit there drunk and fucking say shit. And you, I was 12 years old at the time, 10 years old. I couldn't fucking say anything back. I'd just sit here and wonder why my dad fucking hates me so much, right? And unfortunately, it is a trait that I picked up from him uh, that when I'm pissed off, I say shit. And I, tr- I try to warn people. I do. Again, go, going back to being self-aware, I think it's important to know that what your fucking little quirks are because- that's when you're when you're dealing with people. Sometimes those quirks are going to come out, and you got to understand that they're not always right. I mean, there I have quirks that I'll stand behind. You know, the fact that I am very upfront, that I'm uh, very verbal, and that if I don't like something, I will fucking tell you I don't like it. If I think something's stupid, I will tell you it's fucking stupid. And I'm not doing it to be mean. It's because I don't like to waste time. I, I all the pleasantries. You know, one of the things that I hated in the South was all the the uh, the the beating around the bush. And I remember. <clears throat> Having somebody that I worked with tell me um, they, there is a lot of animosity between the North and the South in the South. And um, <laughs> somebody told me, they're like, well, you just, you can't talk like that. You can't say things like that. And I said, that's can. funny because I can, and I did, and I'm going to fucking continue. Right. Um, but then there were people that thought I was fucking hilarious because they'd be like, that dude, that dude will. Man, that dude, Dan, that motherfucker, he'll say anything. That motherfucker if it's on his anything. mind, he'll say he'll it. He'll say it, <laughs> you know. Well, you're well, right, and I'm not trying is, to be a dick. That's not. They do it. They just do it a different way. Absolutely. It's a because lot more roundabout. You can, you can in, in the South, almost the worst thing you can lay after any statement that you throw out is bless their heart. <laughs> you, you, you can say 
anything. And then when you put a period on it with bless their heart, that means they're just fucked that way. And, you know, there's nothing <laughs> they can do about it. You know, if you're into religion, you're just like, well, you know, God kind of fucked up on that one. They bless can't do any better. Bless their heart. You know, and I've, I've also seen it used where um, someone will say something that the person obviously thinks is stupid. And like me, if Adam said something stupid, I'd look at him and go, that's fucking dumb, dude. Right. In the South, you go, oh, well, bless your heart. You know, and it <laughs> speeds. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but then at the same time, bless, bless their heart can actually be. Uh, compassionate, something bad happens and you hear, oh man, Adam's in a car accident and you know, whatever you go, well, bless his heart. Is he all right? You know, it's, it's fucking bizarre. It's, well, it's, like, just it's like, like the word Smurf. Just like in the North, fuck me can mean something's really messed up or it can also be compassionate. Well, yeah, sure. Somebody, uh, Adam was in a car accident. Oh, fuck me, dude. Is he all right? <laughs> You're well, right. Okay. I do that. I do that. Right now? Right, right now? now? Be- because Adam was in a fucking car accident? <laughs> Fucking eyes wide shut looking motherfucker. Um, it, you, you're right, but the there there was a. I'm very outspoken, and again, I don't mean for it to come across as being a dickhead, but it does a lot. And that's not one of my defense mechanisms. It's just who I am. But I do have defense mechanisms. I know when they come out. They again, it's chemicals in the brain, man. Somebody pisses me off. The chemicals in the brain start fucking getting into that fight or flight fucking mode, and. I say mean shit and I try really hard not to fucking be that way. I don't want to be a dick. See, that's the difference between me and all the fucking dickheads in the world is that I don't like being an asshole. I don't like being a dickhead. Um, It happens because I'm not perfect, but I try real fucking hard to be a better human being a little bit more every day until I die. Um, Why? Just because that's who I am and it's what I want to do, right? That's my, my self-discipline is trying to get to know myself well enough to not be a raging fucking cockhead all the time. Yeah. Um, And from over here, you know, I've known, I've identified a lot of things so far in the podcast, but I would say you're slowly achieving your goal. I appreciate that. you, you, You have moved the needle because like when we first met, we first started having conversations and I was like, okay, this is Dan. Dan is a person who had, you know, like the biggest heart you've ever seen and then literally got shit all over and he's got all these defense mechanisms in the whole nine yards uh, because you were kind of reserved, very stabby, kind of, you know, what it, you have gotten a lot better. I, I mean, don't think so. The, the, the person you are now and the person you were 10 years ago you, you you have come a long way. I oh, will big time pay, in ten years. Yeah, I, I I will pay you that compliment. I appreciate that. I do. It's nice to know that people. You know that, that you can see it yourself all you want, and and mm-hmm. you can self actualize it and and believe that you're moving the needle. But it is nice when someone says, "Yeah, man, I've I've seen a difference." You know, the, the biggest <clears throat> difference, more than anything, is. You know, over the uh, the course of the last God, how long have we known each other now? About eleven years, because I think it was twenty ten when we were both in the data centers. Yeah. Um, So, over the course of the last ten years, I've seen you become a lot more self aware, more than anything. 
And that's been the goal. That has been by far the biggest difference because now, as opposed to just doing something, you know why you're doing things. Yeah. And I think that that's the, for me, and, and something that I suggest to other people when they're dumb enough to ask my opinion is I think that's the key, right? It's, um, you know, we, we don't talk a lot about work here for a lot of different reasons, but we troubleshoot for a living. And I think it's a, it's a root cause analysis situation, right? If I know why I do something, maybe I can redesign the system to not do it anymore, or maybe I can mitigate and work around it. Um, maybe some days it just flares up and I'm a complete and total raging cock face. Um, but it's a known bug. It's a known bug. <laughs> oh yeah. Dan's got Dan's operating systems a little buggy, and we apply patches as best we can. But yeah. sometimes those patches create currently more on a problems. service pack seven. Uh, at least, yeah, yeah. At least, hence the forty-eight hour reboot cycle. <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes that's what I need. Um, I think that everybody has has little quirks that they need to work out. I think it's part of how relationships work. Both both romantic and just friendships. Um, I think friendships, friendships are on a, on a, a little more bare metal basis in that they, um, you don't, you don't have all this bullshit on top of it. And we've, we've gone over this, I think ad nauseum and some, ah, and some of the podcasts, um, regarding the, why relationships fail and, and the, the, the Disney princess, uh, uh, complex that women have and masculinity issues with men and things like that. And I think the reason friends work and Doug and I were joking about this the other day, I said, uh, one of the reasons that he and I have been heterosexual life partners for 10 years um, and Adam's other gay dad is because I don't, I don't have one. What do you mean? Other? Yeah. Doug and I are your gay dads. We're your, uh, we're your adoptive heterosexual life partner parents, so therefore we're your gay dads. Gay dads. It's just easier that way than to say. Yeah, you're not my other gay. You said other. Well, gay. I'm one. I'm one gay oh, dad, and I'm the other. He's the other I gay see. dad, or he then I, I would be the other. But yeah, I mean, like you said, heterosexual life partner, <laughs> adopted fathers. Okay, all right, Oof, got that's, it. Got it. That's that's a mouthful. See, that's that's the gay dads is so much shorter than that. <clears throat> Plus, it's a lot more fun when you're in like a Texas roadhouse and, you know, we can pretend to be your gay dads and oh, yeah. like feed you salads and shit. Um, because pretending to be gay triggers assholes. And if there's one thing I like to do, it's trigger assholes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the, the reason that we've managed to hang out for 10 years and 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 still still do it is that at the end of the day, I accept Doug's quirks. He accepts mine. And we don't share our finances and we don't share our living spaces and we don't share all of these things that are inherently personal, right? The minute that two people start to share the same money, now all of my decisions affect you completely different. A lot of my decisions don't affect Doug or Adam unless they allow it to affect them, right? You know, I'm I'm getting a bunch of work done to my Jeep and I was sharing what I spent on it. And I'm sure Adam and Doug both went, that's a lot of fucking money. He's a dumbass. But at the end of the day, they don't care because well, I didn't say you're a dumbass because it's your money. And I've spent my money on stuff. Other people think is dumb. Absolutely. Right. And, yeah. and, and so has Doug. Right. And I, I give people shit, right. I gave Doug shit when he was building that gaming PC. Right. I know what he spent on it and I was giving him shit about it just because that's what 
people do. And <laughs> I've given you shit on fucking, you know, uh, the way you spend your money. But it's not, it's none of my business and I don't really care, right? As long as you're not coming to me borrow, wanting to borrow money or telling me you can't <laughs> make promises because you're broke and shit hey, like Dan, that. Hey, Dan, can I have like 40 bucks? Right? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, uh, no. <clears throat> if As long as you're not trying to borrow money from me. But it's because you start to intertwine your decisions and their outcome with other people's decisions and their outcome. And that is a volatile fucking combination. I think that's part of it, but I don't think that's all of it. It's not all of it. No, you're right. There's there's um, a ton of reasons, but that's just one of them. Yeah. Well, see, here here's the thing. Let's say I do something that sets you off, which has happened. Um, the thing is, and then we then, then we go through the reset cycle, and then you know a few days later everything's fine. The difference is with relationships it's really easy to get your self-esteem wrapped up in that. Oh, big time. Yeah. And see, the difference is when, you know, we butt heads and back away from each other or whatever else, it doesn't make you feel like shit about yourself as a person. I think that for me, other than the finances, other than the everything else, uh, because relationships have been viewed for so long. If something didn't work, it's just not that it wasn't compatible. Right. It's there's that, something wrong. You know, one or the one party or the other is a bad person or right. what have you. Right. Oh, absolutely. I would, I would agree with that 110%, man. I, I think that anytime I've dated, you know, since my divorce and had women get really upset when I, when I say, Hey, look, you know, uh, it's, it's always like, you know, you watch sitcoms and I like uh, uh, Seinfeld comes to mind where Seinfeld and Elaine, Jerry and Elaine used to be boyfriend and girlfriend or they were dating or whatever. And I know very few of those uh, of relationships like that where where people are friends after they they break up. And if you think about it, that would be the epitome of healthy, right? Is if you were you were romantically involved, you were sexually involved, whatever. But then at some point you realized this person isn't for me. And that other person accepted that, hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just not this person's person. Yeah. And that's how I tend to say it is they're they're not my person. And and there's that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. My God, there's a billion combination locks out there and there's nothing wrong with any of them. They all open so, with a certain number. Sometimes the puzzle pieces just don't line up. That right. it, it, it doesn't make you a bad person. No. And but that's not how we see it. But also there's the flip side of that, uh, which I've bitched about on more than one occasion to where somebody wants that other puzzle piece that like covers all of their flaws, their idiosyncrasies and everything else. You also can't be that. No. Uh, you, 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 it's It's impossible to be someone's everything. If you want a healthy relationship, it's a, combination of two things it is the right person and then working not only on that relationship but also on yourself because no one else has the keys to your happiness your success your self-esteem your well-being um, that's on you mm -hmm. and if you can't do that then there is no one on the face of this planet that's going to be able to do it for you. And you're setting them up for failure. 
you know, you're, you're setting them up to fail miserably when you do that um, because you're putting pressures on them. They, they cannot win. Like you said, I, I can't make anyone happy. I can, I can be encouraging. And there have been people that have told me throughout my life that I helped them that, uh, you know, I, I, I may have said or did something that made them realize, Hey, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I'm not a piece of shit. Um, Doug once told me we were discussing the fact that, um, again, I, I gave my ex a lot of credit. Um, I don't, I don't want anyone to think that I, I think that she's a bad person because she's not, I think she's a, a great person. We just grew apart and she wasn't my person anymore. Um, but I said, you know, during my divorce, I, I, I made a comment about being angry and about, you know, I had, I had changed so much for her that she had helped me. She helped me change and be a better person, you know, um, that I had to give her that. And Doug did one of his, well, so let me tell you. <laughs> and I said, well, what up? And he said, I see where you're coming from. Um, Doug, Doug likes to apply the compliment sandwich a lot. He gives you the, he gives you the, 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 the positive, <laughs> he, he pulls the buns out first, a couple it's of positives. It's like a turd. It's it like, tapered on both ends. So it's easier to pass through. It's like a turd flavored lollipop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a Dougism to coin a phrase. But Doug said, um, he said, I see where you're coming from. And I hear people say that a lot. He said, but here's the thing. He said, you know, maybe she had some influence, but you put in the work to change and be a better person for her. You made that choice. You made that decision and you put in the hard work for it. Doug, despite the fact that when you first meet him, you may think he's mentally retarded, is actually not only one of the most intelligent people I know, but he's also very, very insightful, right? Um, he may throw things like turd in a punch bowl and things like that at you. I mean, I get it. But if you listen to what he's saying, he, he actually, he pays attention. He's got pretty good focus, yeah. sometimes hyper-focus, which is another fun story I'll tell sometime. Um, but that, that focus allows you to, that focus allows him to see things that other people don't. And he, he, that was another one where he, I was like, why you got to come at me so hard there, Doug? What the fuck? You know, yeah, Doug, it's how not dare your you fault, be so man. wise. It's not how... your fault. But <laughs> the fact is, is he's right. You know, it, when, when you say that someone, you know, was the best part of you because they made you change and they gave you a reason to change and all that. Okay. That's great. And the person may have, but you bestowed that upon them. They didn't come into your life glowing going, I'm here to help you change. They came in and at some point you determined that you wanted to change because you liked that person and wanted to be a better person for them. And that's what I did. I was, I was a musician and my ex says, you know, look, I need someone more stable because I, I job hopped. I, I mean, if I had a show or something and couldn't show up for work, I just quit. I'd be like, yeah, uh, I don't work here anymore because I got a show tonight. Fuck off. And she's like, I need more stability than that. So I wound up quitting music to go, you know, um, to go get a job and everything. And then somehow apparently I became boring and she wanted to go around and like chase fucking old eighties musicians and fuck them. I don't know. Um, that last part's conjecture, but Doug says, I also have to say something mean about my ex at least once a week. So I try. Um, but agreed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's healthy. It's therapeutic. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But he, he was right. You know, um, I, I chose to be a better person to keep that person not only in my life, but because I felt like they deserved for me to be a better person. But at the end of the day, well, I'm a better also person. also do it 
for yourself. That's, that's the thing, right? That uh, see, that's the thing. It's like you don't, you, you know, while it may be your initial reason for doing something, well, as soon as you're not involved with that person, does that immediately right. mean that you devolve back into the <laughs> right, just all faded away? No. back to job. So your initial motivation may be right. I need to be a better person for this reason. But eventually what you come around to is I've become a better person for myself and I like myself better now for who I am. Because if you're honestly doing it for someone else, then as soon as that person is out of the picture, then you devolve. Yeah. Yeah, you would. And we've seen that. We've seen where people get into, uh, at least what I have seen is people get into hobbies and you know damn well it's because, you know, her man's into it or his woman's into it or his man's into it, whatever you're into. Um, and then as soon as they like break up or whatever, that person starts to kind of slip away from it. It's like, oh, hey, what happened with that under yeah. ba- underwater and, basket weaving you were so into? And they're like, nah. Yeah. And they don't <laughs> give a shit if they ever see another fucking beanie baby again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm not that person. I mean, if... Um, you know, if your thing is to do 5Ks, you know, to run or whatever, and we're dating, that's great. Go, go do your 5K and, and I'll, on occasion, I'll be at the fucking uh, finish line waiting on you, you know, and I'll always be proud of you and congratulate you and everything. But that's your thing, right? It's not my thing. And yeah, sometimes it's cool if you and, and, and them are both into the same things. I hate it. But hate, I hate it. <laughs> I hate So like, here's the thing, right? If you're dating someone, right, and you want to get away from them, you go do your hobby. Fair enough. When you go do your hobby to get away from them, you don't want them behind you <laughs> going, oh, yeah, let's go fucking. No. No. I'm this is get my away thing. From you. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say there's probably some, there's probably some healthy uh, range there of having at least a few differences where, like you said, you can go, I, I get, I get shit on by women my age because I like to play video games and they're like, ah, you want to sit in a fucking dark basement and fucking play whatever. And I'm like, well, actually I like to open all my windows and open the doors and let the air in. It feels kind of nice. And, uh, but I mostly game in the winter when there's really not a whole fuck ton of stuff to do. And, uh, you guys will notice, I know you guys, uh, when you'll tell me about a new game, first thing I ask, is it multiplayer? And like, oh yeah. no. And I don't buy it because I don't, I very, very, very rarely sit and play video games by myself. When I do it, it's to get online with you assholes or some other assholes and we shit talk and we act stupid. It's a social thing for me. It's a way to be social and still sit in my own fucking apartment. And and murder zombies. Right. And kill fucking zombies. Right. Drinking some fucking whiskey and having fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in the winter, again, that's great because I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything in the summer. Now, you know, I'm on the bike this year. I'll probably be out on the Jeep. Um, But yeah, I like to do it, but that's my hobby and that's cool. And you don't have to fucking like it there, Chica, Um, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Chica. Chica. Um, and, and whatever your hobbies are. And then the worst thing is when you find the person with zero hobbies, like they don't do anything. Well, what do you like to do? Uh, I like to watch movies and, uh, I just like go to work and then I just, uh, yeah, watch like, the news. Yeah. They, they say that, but they like to 
stare at you uh-huh. like that sad puppy dog uh-huh. waiting for you to no uh-huh. fuck that. And that is the <laughs> that is the absolute red flag that pops up out of the castle on that one. Is yeah, see, here's the problem. Every time I'm gonna want to go play video games with Doug and Adam or go take the bike out, it's gonna be fine whatever oh no good thanks i'm glad it's fine I'm <laughs> exactly so i don't know man i guess we just um we keep coming here every two weeks and solving the world's fucking problems and uh we've got a great success rate so far i mean so i'm i'm gonna be running for president soon so i need everyone to just uh i'm not gonna be on the ballot but just write me in. Write me in, right? And uh, I think I think we can take over. I don't you think do you're going to be eligible for ten more years. Oh yeah, there is that. You're yeah. kind of a, you're a young and so hey, you, you could just, run for Congress. You could run for Congress. All right, so for Congress. my fake ID is coming in for to make soon. it <laughs> to make you old enough to run for president. So I'll be old enough, and then boom. I feel like there's probably some pretty good background checking uh, for that. Just put that out there. Not really. Yeah, they won't let just anyone run, huh? (laughs) And on that note, thank you for listening. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) The outro music. The fucking half speed. Yeah, I don't get to hear it. I don't have to listen. Now I have to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, The drones kind of like me do.